This edition of True Heel Heat is brought to you by Mission Pro Wrestling. Mission Pro Wrestling Tournament Out of Hell is coming up on November 6th. Get your tickets now on missionprowrestling.net. If you're not able to be in the Texas area on November 6th, you can stream it live on Title Match Wrestling Network. Without further ado, this is True Heel Heat. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. We are back once again on the road to 100. Just two more episodes left as we welcome you. We are almost there. God damn. We welcome you to True Heel Heat 98. On this edition of True Heel Heat, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including the fallout from WWE Hell in a Cell 2020, as well as Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory 2020. Thunder Rosa's future after losing the NWA Women's Championship this week, WWE's latest outbreak at the Performance Center, week 52 of the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT special Halloween Havoc episode, our collective list of the top five best Halloween Havoc matches in history and more. I am back once again with the princess of all the true heels, Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, hello, yes. hello, everybody. Red, red cup on deck. <laughs> yep. With the stylish glasses, as always. Sensational. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> I figured, you know, I, I wear this shirt because she always had, like, Halloween makeup on. And she was such a beautiful lady. And I, especially one of the Ric Flair matches I had to do watching this. I was like, she's just like, why did they do that? Why did she let them? Or why did she do that? But anywho. I digress. Go ahead, friends. Great, great shout right there. And we have with us the president of the Titan Nation, the resident true heel alcoholic himself. He is all laid up. He is the one, the only top guy, JJ. You see that, baby? <laughs> you see that, baby? Whose world is this, baby? The man's got it shrined. It is a beautiful fucking world here in the world of professional <laughs> wrestling. We got the ruler of the WWE and the tribal chief, baby. We will get into that. What I'm sad you don't have legs like you, friend, well, to bask in the glory. You know, I, I, I would, I would love to, but I haven't right. been laid yet. <laughs> oh well, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, we have to send our condolences, our thoughts, and prayers as we lose another member of the wrestling community as a legendary wrestler at 58 years old, only 58. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. to Tracy Smothers. He was a part of WWF, WCW, and ECW. My mm -hmm. fondest memory of him is a part of the full-blooded Italians with Tommy Rich and uh, uh, Little Guido. He was from Nashville. Italy, pun intended. Yes, he was an Italian, so he was a funny, a funny guy in uh, ECW. So our thoughts and prayers to the family and friends. A lot of great tributes out there. If you want to go take a look, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, among them, NWA, WWE, and AEW all sent out their tributes to Tracy Smothers as well. This edition of True Hill Heat, though, is brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Travel and our newest sponsored promotion, Mission Pro Wrestling, as we are getting ready for Tournament Out of Hell next Saturday, November 6th. It's going to be from Rudu, Texas, but if you're not able to be in the Texas area, you can definitely order it on Title Match Wrestling uh, Network, so definitely get 
go ahead and see that as it's going to be Thunder Rosa uh, going one-on-one with Ray Lynn in the main event. And we will get to shortly on Thunder Rosa, the latest news with her. But I not only have a few announcements for you guys watching at home, as always, a quick reminder to you, like this video, share it with all your wrestling friends and fans. Of course, the iCard down at the bottom, if you haven't already, to push that to subscribe. Just smash that subscribe button as we get closer to 1,000. And of course, below that, you can click all notifications by clicking on the bell and get notified for all the great content right here on True Hill Heat. But mm-hmm. I have a great announcement for you guys are you guys ready i'm ready what is it so true heel heat 100 is coming up it is probably our biggest episode yet so to to follow on with the tradition if you guys have been watching us since uh last year when we had our very special true heel heat 50 we had a whole bunch of guests a whole bunch of guests from the past come on we want to follow in that tradition so i have a couple of names to advertise for Uh the huge true hill heat 100 one of our guests will be personally my favorite independent wrestler in the world my number one true heel on the ndc from true hill heat 70 darius carter (gasps) as well as the person who was who had our most viewed episode of 2019 actor extraordinaire if you haven't already check out his great indie film the fix which is tearing it up all across awards for independent movies the one the only glenn ford will be joining us heat 100 and of course we got a bunch of subscribers as i've been on wrestle 2 wrestling wrestle talks secondary youtube channel so we got to represent the uk and across the border we got to represent ireland as well so we got our good brother from inside the ropes gary cassidy is going to be joining us on Hi. true hill heat 100 okay, so yeah. a couple of big guests in line for true hill heat 100 and we might have some more you might see some other uh hosts from the past on this true hill heat 100 is going to be our biggest episode yet how do you like that guys oh i'm excited i can't wait (laughs) love to hear it so no we can talk to darius for hours i know i know we have to we we, we have to limit it we, this two, this this episode might this one hundred might have to be part one and part two. Like yeah. this is yeah, this is big. This is yeah. big. Like this is awesome. Yes, you, you you love it. I know Darius. He's got his heated opinions. I'm I'm kind of <laughs> sad. Kind of sad we couldn't get him on on this one because he had a lot to say about Hell in a Cell. But the Good Aww. Brothers going to be back with us as well as Glenn Ford, Gary Cassidy. So it's going to be a very fun episode. So for True Hill Heat 80, 98, we have to start off with our True Hill roll call where we shout out you guys. Our fine fine viewers our fine supporters on social media our top three conversation starters we have to start off with on the true hills group page coming in at number three is the new japan aficionado himself james wims coming in at number two is our genie bismone and coming in at number one once again the negro buck nick jackson 
and I would be remiss to not to to to, to, to leave him out as well. Yes, the Negro mm. Buck Nick Jackson will also be on True Hill Heat one hundred. So Uh-oh. shots out to him, and we we'll, we will see if he can make it two more episodes. And I told him if he makes it two more episodes at the number one spot, yes, we will have his Hall of Fame induction on True Hill Heat one hundred. Wow. Nice. <laughs> I mean, that, nice. means he, that means he becomes the tribal chief of the conversation starters. Yep. Since Shryman's all over the board, baby. <laughs> you only got two more weeks to talk your shit, man. Absolutely. We would just we would just have to call it the we're not even gonna call it the number one spot. We're gonna call it the Nick Jackson spot. Wow, yes. nice. That is beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That be, is that does that mean that Nick Jackson is no longer allowed to be in the roll call once this becomes his spot? I, th- I think so. I think it's only right. Even though he'll probably still be number one. Yeah. But- right. Yeah, I'm about to say he'll yeah. still be number one, you probably. Do, you'll just have to do two through four going forward. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, a couple of more true heels that we got to shout out Billy Hefner, uh, Cody Ryan Jeffrey, one of our OGs of the True Hills group page, James uh, Graham, Justin Banyard, uh, Mark Kingston, and Carol Wang. So, shouts out to all of you guys and lady uh our youtube subscriber highlight we had ryan romero or romano uh commented on the true hills btr with thunder rosa he said thunder rosa is my all-time favorite wrestler her interviews touch my heart that is high praise for thunder rosa what a great interview that i had with her that i also talked about on wrestling daily with uh alex mccarthy and we'll get to that shortly uh reju dasgupta who is actually one of my editors for Sports Kita. He watched True Hill Heat 97 because we had the great and lovely, awesome guest host of Andrea Hanks. She said he said, Good stuff, guys. So thank you for watching that, Raju. Uh, we had Kwame Shafir also comment on True Hill Heat 97. While I thought Pat McAfee's return was such bad shit, I personally thought Ladinner Debonair was such good shit. Good call there. And we had K Fape the king of the comment section himself i'm so happy for jj that orton is the new champion i haven't watched wwe in a long time but you all made me really want to go and watch hell in a cell thanks and he Good. commented that on the hell in a cell pay-per-view roundtable which brings us to what we missed what we missed of course was wwe hell in a cell 2020 which was this past sunday Quite possibly, probably a top three, top five pay-per-view in all of WWE for 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to start off with the opening matchup. It was Roman Reigns defending the WWE Universal Championship against Jey Uso. And he was finally crowned the Tribal Chief officially after defeating uh, Jey in an emotionally driven I Quit Hell in a Cell match. Making Jey say the words I quit after crying and choking out Jimmy Uso in a a (laughs) tremendous Academy Award winning performance by the Big Dog and our tribal chief i since you are all dressed out and decked into into form i have to start with you top guy jj this is the performance of roman's career (laughs) this had like this was so beautiful in so many ways i could not believe that this opened the show like i could not believe that this match opened the show because i already 
right, once that opened, it kind of concluded to what was going to happen later. But once this happened, I was like, oh, my God, I'm watching the main event right now. I'm watching the main event right now. And damn, this match, I, this, this match to me was it was a better match than their first match because this one, the first match was just an ass whooping. That shit was just an ass whooping with a whole lot of story in it. This one was a lot of back and forth. This one, uh, it, mm-hmm. it showed that Jay can be a player. Like this yeah. showed that Jay has a lot of potential to be involved in big stories as a singles competitor going forward. Now, it's a matter of does he want to do that or does he want to partner up with Jimmy once he comes back from his injury? This showed a lot of character for Jay. Like, I was really, but come on. Come on. Come on. (laughs) The the king of the WWE, the tribal chief, baby. The one and only. Once he got laid by Appa and Sika, it was just like, masterpiece is completed he's the god of the Samoans like it it was just so fucking beautiful and just the story during the match like all you gotta do is just say it I'm gonna take this to the next level man I I, I don't know how else to tell this I'm gonna take this (laughs) to the next level I'm really gonna take this to the next level and he and he turned some wrestling shit and made it actually look dangerous until it actually became wrestling shit, and then it became wrestling shit. Like, you know how <laughs> deadly a drive-by into his head and some stairs look like? And then when he actually delivered the drive-by into the stairs into his head, it looked like some wrestling shit. It didn't look like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, I, feel, I was like, yo, Roman is about to kill this guy. Yeah, but he still made it look deadly while protecting. Like Roman just did it all in this match. Like Roman was the fucking man in this match, and and his performance, literally crying in the middle of the ring because of what he's about to do to Jimmy. <laughs> like I already, he's like this is gonna hurt him because of he's going to terrorize Jimmy. I, I you, it was like so. It was like yo, the most predictable, beautiful thing that you can see, and then Chris- that made him quit oh god so fucking good great finish that's for good sure miss chrissy love what was your thoughts um i love the match i thought it, like like uh jj said um i like this match more than the first one i like both matches actually um but such good stuff man like this is roman's like moment like this is him like if this is him, like, let him keep doing it, and just it's just beautiful. Like, Paul Heyman behind the cage, and just it's it's all such good stuff. And I was very very pleased that they even even opened the show. To be honest, I was like, oh, we starting this off right right now. Oh, okay, go ahead, let's do it. And did not even disappoint. Bravo, loved it. Have to agree with you guys. This was a a tremendous story storytelling on both guys' part. Uh, in ring wise, it wasn't much to it. It was probably like four moves, but they made every move count, and the mm-hmm. trash talk elevated what they were doing in the ring. So definitely deserves a lot of praise. But the other match that deserves a lot of praise was the boss sasha banks defeating bailey in a fantastic hell in a cell matchup it should have closed i'm sorry 
probably probably so uh sasha got the got the win by using the chair that bailey uh turned her back on with and uh in the bank statement to make bailey uh tap out after stomping on the chair on her neck chrissy love we'll start with you what was your thoughts on the match they told a story from the beginning that they walked out from their outfits both ladies were telling a story and they told a story inside of the ring they were phenomenal i believe everything that these two ladies were doing and they're best friends and they beat the crap out of each other and i think they probably like gave each other the biggest hug backstage where no one could see them because they did i mean they did amazing and i'm sad that they were in the middle of the show they only, we only had three hell in a cell matches i think they should have closed out if they would have closed out it would have been Phenomenal. I think th- they they were so, so good. And the story that they told was just amazing. I mean, from Sasha wearing all white and then Bailey wearing the black is like good against evil or best, you know, it, it just told the story that was just amazing. And they told a story when they was in NXT and then they told a story right, right here and to let Sasha now win her this title for the first time. It was amazing. I, I love it. I'm getting chills even talking about it right now. I just love what they did that night. And I mean, the ladies just between them on on Sunday and then the other ladies from Wednesday, I mean, wow, just wow. So I know Top Guy JJ was high was high praise on this match, along with a few others, Chris G, um, Marcus Cash, and I believe, yes, uh, Drunk Guy JJ, of course. Uh, <laughs> I mean, his opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's Sasha true. Banks, Sasha but, Banks took the place of drunk guy during that segment. Absolutely, <laughs> but JJ, you had a very high praise, giving this match five stars. Uh, yeah. Tell us, tell us why you gave it five stars. Women's wrestling has set such a high bar in in what they do now, and Takeover Brooklyn was the bar setter. Like, when they did that match, you're probably not going to see a better wrestling match between them two. And that, for some reason, got argued that that should have been a perfect match. I thought that was a perfect match. That's still, I'm biased. And I, if I had to pick one, I'm biased because I was in Brooklyn. Oh, so you saw you were there, so you you wanna you gonna okay. Yo, like, purse, I mean, wait, just purse. I, just, I, I I just I'm gonna let you continue. Brooklyn yeah. was the better match. Period. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't and, matter if and, you were there or not. Mm, it changed no, the right. business. It yeah. elevated. No, yeah, elevated. Yes, nothing's yeah. gonna change after this match. At, I'm just gonna put at, that out there. At, That's true. You're wrestling. right. You're right. As a, re- as a wrestling match, nothing. I don't think is ever gonna beat that. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think a women's yeah. match is ever gonna beat that. But can the, the these two women? That has the highest, highest bar set for them. Even come come close to matching what they did in Brooklyn. And they delivered something special even at TakeOver Respect. Because TakeOver Respect was a really good match for them as well. They did that to me and then some. With complete role reversals. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they were the yes. polar opposites of each other. And these women, my God. Had me, I could not take my eyes off the screen for the entire match. 
Like, there was one little instance with Bailey where I think she tried a little too much creativity with the little double kendo stick and try to create a table out of it. Yeah, took, yeah, yeah. So that kind of took away, like, 45 seconds of it. But then other than that, like, everything else was perfect execution to me. Mm -hmm. Storytelling, the shit talking, the, the vile use of what they were doing to each other, the actual women's wrestling in the match, the finish. My God, like, back and forth. And it was literally a battle of good versus evil. Yeah. When Bailey won in Brooklyn, she was in white. When Sasha won at Hell in a Cell, she was in white. Like it, it, it's just so. I like it's like I can't put one and just be like, "Yo, this is head and shoulders better than." Because they were two complete. They were two bipolar different matches. They had great spots in each one. Brooklyn's was the best women's wrestling match you'll probably ever see. I think this was the women's best story match I'm ever gonna see. And that's why I gave this match five stars. Like, I mean, you can nod your head and do whatever you want to it, but <laughs> I, I, exactly, I disagree. It's the best story match. The the Brooklyn match what, was the best story match. But that's again <clears throat> when it comes to good versus evil. You're talking about wrestling story. I'm talking about just two people, and they like, come on, who knew that? Who knew two years ago Bailey was capable of being the best heel in the company? Like, th this is not something that anybody ever saw coming. And the fact that she was pretty much the MVP of the match and lost. Yeah, yeah she definitely was. <laughs> barely, barely, I think her, her performance is so underappreciated in this match. And it's not because of, of, of maybe a spot or two that was missed. Barely was the shit in this match. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm going to overpraise Bailey and give her all the credit in the world for this match, even though Sasha delivered. Bailey needs her fucking roses while she can smell them. That that performance was incredible by both women. I would say it was an almost flawless performance by uh, Bailey. I thought that this was a fantastic match. It's not a perfect match. It's not a five star match in my opinion. Uh, Brooklyn was a five star match. I agree with you that there should have not been any question that that was a five star match because of the emotion that it took from the fans and just they did oh, yeah. everything in that match perfect. That was a perfect yeah. match. This match was not perfect, but that's for a reason because it's a hell in a cell. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be flawless like i said like you said with the whole kendall sick bridge that set up a spot for nothing and it wasted way more than 45 seconds because i rewatched it and i and, and my girl was but like you, what is she what is she doing i was like it's, she was like the, the the tape part was funny but she was like she's taking up too much time this match well, even, felt, even the tape, yeah i didn't get the tape like you just it took you long to get it apart like it, it just took too long right my one main criticism of all three cell matches, they felt overly long for the for the attempt to make every one of them feel epic. And this one, if it was more compact, like twenty minutes, I and think it would have been a five star perfect match. But how long was there, the match? But I mean, I mean, but it was I mean, about 25, 25, 26 minutes. Really, but, it I mean, felt I longer I, than that. Yeah, yeah exactly. but I, I think the fact that we're are, like even we would be going back and forth, and I think we even had this in the chat. Like, dude, I'm not going back and forth with you over a quarter of a star. I think you gave well, this match four point three. No, I, think, no. I think you gave me three I, and a quarter, four and a quarter. This was no, no, I mean, no, no. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. In just saying, it's not a five star match. It's not a perfect match. It's, it's but a I've really great. There's a, there's even, a match. There's a difference between a very fantastic, awesome, amazing match right. and a perfect match. Austin right, versus you. Brett is a perfect match. Okada versus Omega was a perfect match. Right. This was a great, fantastic but, match. It can be oh, a fantastic match without being perfect. It's not Okada five stars. Omega if it's got not six perfect. stars. But we all agree that it's a good yeah, match, because, and it's a great because, match. It doesn't matter the star rating. 
I made. I, I, really I no, no, no. I agree with you. I agree. It doesn't have to be about star ratings, but I think that people misuse the five stars, and that's but, why Dave Meltzer has had the good six and seven stars to kind of show you, like, okay, th- what you think is a five star match, this match is even better than that. That's why he uh, had to do, break the so star rating. That and I think that's a, that's a problem with professional wrestling fans. They want to make every great match five stars when so not did, every great match is five stars. So, and then in turn, did Dave Meltzer go back? and re-rate the Sasha and Bailey match back in Brooklyn because that match was better than every single match in the G1 tournament. And that and matches in that tournament got over five stars. Uh, this G, this past G one, yes, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't better than than Shingo versus Okada. It wasn't better than Ibushi versus Suzuki. It wasn't better than any matches. of they any any matches. I can name five or six. G uh, New Japan matches alone this year that were better than Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey was great storytelling. It was great. It was great innovation and creativity for the match they were in. But the in ring work was nothing amazing. It was nothing. That's the difference between the G one and then even even the Omega versus Omega and Page versus the Young Bucks. That mat that put in ring in ring work mixed with storytelling, mixed with mixed with a great build up to it. It's all those things that come together that make a five star perfect match. This match is great and fantastic. There's a difference between being great and fantastic and being a perfect match. That was just my main point and my argument against it. I got you. And I'm going to okay. be the one that overpraises it because that's what, like, the, and, and it's not you trying to be on. Obviously, you're giving the intelligence side of it, but the people that's going to sit there and actually point out the one or two things to down to downsell how good this match was. No, I'm going to. I'm going to have to oversell it because mm. there's a lot of idiots out there that literally would point out one little error and literally <laughs> downplay the whole match. Like, what no, the no, f- no, no I, don't think, I don't think I heard anyone that was like downplaying the match. I think even the people that weren't as high as you, like I know our good, our good friend, uh, true Hill, Josh, he gave it like three and a half stars. He said it was a really good match. He didn't even think it was great. My girl was like, this was a four star match. Definitely not a perfect five star listen, match. Listen, so Josh is a new Japan mark. So that, <laughs> I, 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 that's not even like no, a just, three and a half. Like, yes, on, he on, just prefers, he prefers more in ring work this match did not have that it had innovation for the store for the stipulation that they were in but they didn't use the cell like an hbk and taker that was a five-star hell in a cell match they didn't have the emotion and the storytelling that triple h and undertaker had at wrestlemania 28 which was almost a five-star match as well but it was in my eyes great it can be great great is over four stars in my opinion this is why the star ratings have been broken like it said to to marcus cash who says Oh, I don't rate matches and then gives this match five stars. And I was like, you need to keep that same energy. Don't rate the match. Don't rate the match because your yes, your opinion yeah, is null and void. I yeah. I, prefer, I prefer debating with you because you have you have credence and you believe in what you're saying. Unlike mm-hmm. him who j- never rates a match and then decided to give this match five stars. I was like, I don't believe you, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that was, I'm just gonna, I'm being that was the finest women's match I've seen since Takeover Brooklyn, and I don't even think it's close. I would say it's the best women's match since Charlotte versus Becky at Evolution. I would put both of them side by side, and I would say they were both as great and equal measure. Chrissy, what do you yes. think about that? Because you were there live for Charlotte and Becky. Um, Charlotte and Becky was epic. It was great. Um, but I would have to say that the, the, that match was better. It gave you more. Even if it was, it was that, again, that whole day at the women's pay-per-view was amazing. 
That match was great, but I feel like this gave me more of a story. There was more behind it. It was more emotion in that match than Becky and Charlotte. And I love, and you know, come on, guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I asked the Becky fan. That's why. That's why I'm never gonna say anyone is wrong. This is all about opinion. I wanted to make a point about saying the five star rating. That was my oh. only. That's my oh, only. The, the whole stupid rating. Let's get to the yeah, next. I, no, 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 I, I wanted to. I didn't, spend more time talking good, about the actual match like than the, the star rating system because <laughs> I was like, "Yo, we're not going back and forth over a quarter of a star. We're not doing all right, that. right. I'm not doing that. We all agree that the match was great. Like. <laughs> like, I clearly, I we all agree it. that the match was fucking epic. Oh, it was great. I rewatched it and I said I kind of overrated by giving it four and three quarters. It's four and oh. a half, maybe four and a quarter, <laughs> but it's it's still a great match. It's over four stars. That's a great match. So the other Hell in a Cell match was Randy Orton defeating Drew McIntyre in a Hell in a Cell matchup to become the new and fourteen-time WWE champion. What were your guys' thoughts on Randy Orton finally defeating Drew? With all due respect, this should this should have been the middle match. It should With have. With all due respect, this should have been the middle match. And I understand that the WWE title changing is a big deal. They're trying to make it a big deal again, but this should have this should not. And I barely had a three hundred and eighty day reign as the yep. SmackDown Women's yep. Champion. With the best WWE story before Roman Reigns entered, this was their <laughs> best story. This was their best story. This was their best story, hands down. Drew and Randy was good. And this match was good. That's what it was. It was just good. Like, you know, for me, but you know. Yeah, Yeah. it was good. It was a good match. It was solid. Like, it wasn't something epic. It wasn't anything special to me. Drew looked scared to death when he went to the top of that cell. Like, he looked literally like fearful scared. He literally looked down like 22 times when he went to go take that bump from the cell. Because Drew ain't never take a bump like that out of his life. He got to measure the shit out of that bump. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I liked about that match? It was basically the scene at the top. Who, the drone that was up there, phenomenal. Great like, camera you, work. The, gr- I mean, great. That, st- that told me a story up there. Like, they were, yeah. like, shooting yeah. bricks. Like, oh, my God. Like, oh, we got to go up on the top now? Like, are we sh- are you, like, do we have to? And, you know... That's what I had liked about that match. Other than that, I'm like it, it was solid. I, I it should have been a good middle match. It, it, I don't think it was a good contender to close out a a, a, a solid show. You know, um, my, ne- never mind. I just think they needed just the three cells. We didn't need none of the other matches, to be honest. I I kind of have to agree with you there. The only other note that I have from the pay review is that Tucker turned his back on his heavy machinery partner, leading to the Miz beating Otis for the Money in the Bank briefcase. I know Top Guy JJ, you are very happy and pleased that the Miz is your new Mister Money in the Bank. Oh, absolutely! He's the way better Money in the Bank carrier than Otis. Otis was by far the worst Money in the Bank carrier in the history of the fucking Money in the Bank. This was the trashiest Money in the Bank owner ever. The only time he even got remotely close to even look like he was going to do something was when he took six steps behind Braun Strowman. Yeah. And he was going to potentially clash with that whack champion because Braun was a whack champion, too. So that would have been a whack cash in on a whack champion. It just created, oh, you know what this is called? A whole pot of whack sauce. <laughs> so I and then and then here here his typical WWE shit when they make a good decision they go ahead and trade Tucker for no reason yep. back to SmackDown 
Like, <laughs> where did this come from? So but it's like, I'm how does he have a feud with each other if he's on SmackDown? But I'm telling, I'm calling it literally. I'm gonna call it. I'll, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm calling it literally right now. The Miz cashes in his Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 37 over Randy Orton. Ten no. years later. No, I, years later. I think <laughs> ten years he, later. I think he does it ten years exact. Twenty second, two thousand ten is when he cashed in Money in the Bank in Orlando, Florida, at the Mway Center, November twenty second, two thousand twenty is Survivor Series. That's when he will cash in. Put it on the board, guys. He kissed Survivor Series. I'm going WrestleMania. I think Miz wants it big. Chrissy, what was your thoughts on Tucker turning his back on Otis? Were your kids sad? Um, They were, um, they were just shocked and like, what? Like, why is he doing that? That's not fair. He's so mean. You know, like kids. Um... I figured it was going to be some kind of way for uh, Otis to lose. It, it had to be some type of like way for them to give it to the Miz. First of all, Tucker should have never won, but whatever. Um, but it is what it is. I, I'm I'm intrigued now that he's on SmackDown. Let's see what happens between well, well, him and Otis. To, to to give you an update on that, that was just uh -oh. a botch on uh, Dave Uncle Dave Meltzer's uh, fault by saying that apparently Tucker was never moved on the website from SmackDown to Raw, so he is still on Monday Night Raw. What? Yeah, he's oh, still great. on Monday Night Raw, oh. so they literally turned him to not even feud with Otis. That's amazing. <sighs> okay. So you see, when WWE they w they WWE their own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazingly said, JJ. Great. They don't even need terminology no more. They'd be like, they just WWE it. Just WWE it. So the other pay per view from this weekend was Bound for Glory 2020. We had Rich Swan defeat Eric Young to win the Impact World title. We also saw uh, Kylie Ray, unfortunately, no show uh, the whole pay per view in a string situation, leading to Sue Young returning and defeating Deanna Parata for the Impact Knockouts Championship. So Rich Swan and his wife Sue Young won major titles for Impact Wrestling on the same night Johnny and Candace to that uh, achievement. Gotta love it. Eat your heart out. So, uh, <laughs> Top Guy, Top Guy JJ, what was your thoughts on Rich Swan uh, defeating Eric Young and becoming the new Impact World Champion? You know what? I almost thought that my pick was gonna be wrong, of which <laughs> of all, when that opening, that was probably the best opening promo for TNA or Impact that I've seen in God knows how long. That was some fire from Eric Young to open up Bound for Glory. Like, what? I was ready to watch that pay-per-view after that opening. Like, that shit was fucking good. <laughs> I mean, that shit was good. And, and, and you know, I said, stick it to the guns. It was, you know, it was, it was a pretty good match. You know, it was pretty good. I don't expect crazy good matches from, from Eric Young. Uh, Rich Swan definitely delivered. Um, it, it was just a story well done. It was a story well told. Um, this was spread out over months, which is always good because it looked like Rich Swan was actually going to be retired the way Eric Young was savagely beating his ass. And then he actually gave his retirement speech. And then Eric Young continued to beat his ass and hurt the ankle even more. And it was just like, you know, this, this is a good guy story. This is a good guy story that redeems himself. And that he, he looked 
he looked like a champion when he came to the arena. Yeah. Rich Swan came through to that arena and that all red. He looked like a champion, yo. He looked like he was ready to shine. Great, great story and uh, Rizwan overcoming a lot of his issues since leaving WWE, coming over to Impact Wrestling, getting robbed of the chance to get the Impact World Title shot that he earned earlier this year with the injury, and then finally winning it here. Miss Chrissy Love, what was your thoughts on Kylie? No showing uh, Impact Wrestling. We'll have more an update on that on that situation. But Sue Young is now the new Impact Knockouts Champion, defeating Deanna Peraza. Um, so she just didn't like no one knew that she was not coming. Is that what happened or so we've heard like conflicting reports when it initially happened uh, Folks thought that she was injured and just no show right. but apparently she's perfectly fine and she uh, no show I'll read the report uh, now since you're asking um, so basically what uh, Fightful Select reports is that there are no, there's no negativity on Kylie Ray from Impact side. The promotion hoped that uh, she can return in the future. They kept a lot of storyline open ended in the at Bound for Glory and in the tapings that mm -hmm. took place this week, so she can make the November 17th through 20th tapings, but are not pressuring her to do so. As of Tuesday morning, none of the roster that had spoken with Fightful had heard from her. Ray reportedly did not give an explanation for her absence but and just disappeared uh impact didn't announce it ahead of time i, I thought i kind of went in on impact i thought that was a big negative to the show because right. they could have done this a little bit better right. um, when contacted after the show though ray did say that she was physically fine it is kind of reminiscent to what happened with her basically no showing the fighter fest show last year with the uh, aew so it may be an issue with her mental health again uh, we, we, we do i not, was we, just gonna ask you about that because we, we do not know we do not know that I'm, yeah. I'm just i'm just speculating there there's no been no confirmation of that but that's speculation right there because um, to not just show up at a profession, like right, yeah, multiple events, like there's right, gotta mm -hmm. be something deeper. There's something me. going on. It's definitely, yeah, something, it's it, definitely something. And I, I, I pray that you know she's getting whatever she needs, and it, it's you know, and they, and they're not even like faulting her. So she has a job, and she's not gonna get in trouble. She can just show up whenever she wants to, and it, you know, they just want to make sure that I guess that she's okay, and I guess they know that there's some, you know, if she, if this is a pattern that she's done before. You know, just, just, I guess we just need to just, like, pray and make that sure that she's, like, do, taking the proper steps and doing what she needs to do to make that sure that she's good. And, and, and take it a step further. Sorry, go ahead. Finish, finish, finish. No, no, you're good, Bill. Go ahead. I was just say to take it a step further, I would give major, major props to Impact Wrestling for this. If yeah. there is something there with, with her... And they are protecting her mental health if there's any... Like, yeah. if, they're, mm -hmm. if they're protecting her... And they're not using it as a pathway as to why she didn't make it to the shows. And they're just working with her until she gets better. And then she could, you know, find a solution or whatever is going on with her. If there's anything wrong, major props to her for protecting her. Right. They're because not bad-mouthing her. They're not saying anything. Right. Yeah. That. Like, yeah. major props to them if they're doing that. Because that is a great thing to see when they're protecting their people and they're protecting their talents. If that is the case. And I mean, they, they stepped up and they, they got another another match instead and got it got done. Prop, I guess, you know, that's not what they wanted to be done on that show. But, you know, 
But they they paid off on a big time storyline with uh, Susie finally becoming yeah. Sue Young and then coming right. back and winning the title. So it was a little bit of a gift to the fans for right, right, losing right. out on a match that was highly anticipated. And I think it was just piggybacking off what you said about them saying nothing negative about right. Kylie Ray. Like they didn't say nothing bad about her. So it's I feel it is full on protection, and that is a mm-hmm. beautiful thing to see, man. That is a beautiful thing to see. Yes, we hope that Kylie is going to do okay and that she does return very soon. Yeah. We also saw on Bound for Glory the North defeat Motor City Machine Guns, the Good Brothers, and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton to become the two-time Impact Tag Team Champions. Uh, the North Did took we all out- say the North? No, think, none of us said the I don't North. Think, no, I, I think, said, I I said I the, the Machine Guns, and machine I, think, guns. I think you guys picked the Good Brothers. I picked uh, the Good Brothers. Oh. I definitely picked the Good Brothers. Yeah, so the North are the two-time <laughs> Impact Tag Team Champions. Uh, they took out Alex Shelley with a vicious, vicious Yo, double underhook uh, power driver on damn. the Damn! Yes, uh, I, and I think our good friend Justin uh, Clapper of Wrestling Travel said that he looked at the different camera angles and that Shelly definitely landed on his neck. And apparently he had to cancel a uh, booking for Black Label Pro, so we hope that Shelly is doing okay. Uh, Rhino also won the Call Your Shot Gauntlet to help Heath win a contract with Impact Wrestling. And the match also featured another good friend of our podcast, the one, the only, Cowboy James. Storm. Yes, sir. So, shouts out to the Cowboy for returning home at Bound for Glory. Impact is too... They've been doing too good. They need to have... Can't, like, I hope that they can just improve their safety protocols and just make sure that they and try to get people in there, like not fans, but just nah, so, like, I, I honestly, I, I have to disagree with you there because I think that the, the bar was lowered by WrestleMania. WrestleMania was just like too quiet and too just a position from what we're used to impact with their empty arena it's actually done well to me and it's honestly it's made me focus more on the in-ring work see as like uh like a ring of honor that was jarring that's still jarring to me every time i try to watch it with no fans there new japan was the same thing when they didn't have no fans out of all the promotions that have done empty arena i think that impact has done is the best and the fact that they have no has had no issues about anybody yeah, yeah. having the virus I think they're on a good path and, and that actually saying that too also might actually be giving props on the low to the commentary team yeah because they're helping to deliver a decent story while there's no one there like it, it's difficult to watch that song especially if you're not into mm. their main stories it is pretty difficult to watch yeah, like match. I will agree. Like sometimes, probably like matches like Ken Shamrock versus Eddie Eddie Edwards. It's hard to get through because of no, no fans being there. But on the whole, Bound for Glory was a good show, even with no fans being there. Mm. Can't believe he fucking won. Like what the? <laughs> fuck? With that retirement, and, and he got the Rock to be on Impact Wrestling. You had to give him something. He uh, got the Rock. That's what he got. Take the L. You got inducted to the Hall of Fame. You had The Rock give you an amazing induction speech. Fucking give Eddie the real full-time wrestler his fucking shine on their biggest pay-per-view, you bastard. 
Hey, he just got his shine. He won the world title at the last pay-per-view. So, mm. uh, we also, <laughs> also missed SmackDown this past weekend with Roman raising the stakes by saying uh, when he wins, when he won at Hell in a Cell, then Jay and Jimmy would must follow his orders or be disowned by the family. So, we will see how that well, progresses. What's going to happen this this week? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I am. Because I was like, okay, what's now going to happen with this whole story now? But now that he's won... What's the next step? Like, is he gonna be like his henchman? Like, are they gonna not like be like with him? Like, are they now gonna be like a faction? Like, is this like the Samoan? Like, what's going to happen? I don't know, but I'm excited. Well, the talk from Fight Force Select has been that yes, they are. They were talking about uh, Roman having his own stable, and I know that uh, Jay Uso talked to our good brother Alex McCarthy of Talk Sports, and he was very much into uh, being managed by Paul Heyman and being in a stable with Roman. And he said that he would love to be a heel again. So we will see how that happens on SmackDown okay. this coming week. Sasha forced Bailey to sign the contract for Hell in a Cell on the show as well, and we saw the return of Daniel Bryan in an eight-man tag team matchup, teaming with Kevin Owens and the Street Profits to defeat Cesaro, Nakamura, Dolph, and Rude. Uh, the, raw, the Raw after Hell in a Cell had Randy Orton appearing on Moment of Bliss, where they teased a feud with The Fiend, leading to a huge brawl between Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. How would you feel about a Fiend versus Randy Orton feud, Miss Chrissy Love? If it's different, if it's di- better than what they did before, I'm for it. Because they, they did the first, um, well, not the first, but they did the whole like, what match did they do? Um, I'm drawing House of Horrors. Yes, yes, the yes. Cockroaches match at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's, <sighs> it's a bad, it's a bad past. Yes. See, I don't need to even say anymore. I did. Um, I did like the Firefly Funhouse with the fiend. Oh, Getting yeah. triggered every time he heard Randy Orton's name, and then it focuses on the picture of the burning house because Randy yeah. burned down his uh, his yeah. sister Abigail's house. So that was cool. So I mean, that was great. Him and Alexa are doing phenomenal together. I'm loving every bit of it. Um, let's see where it goes. Um, What's your thoughts on I, Alexa's new look? This Alice in Wonderland look with the uh, she breaks. The fiend has uh, hurt and heel on his gloves, and she it has says, play and pain. Yes, I, 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 again, I love them all together. Um, I just wish that the situation where he ran away from the fiend made him look kind of like a sucker, and then he ran back to Drew. Like, what's like? I, I didn't really appreciate that uh, for the ending of the show, but hey, who am I? You know what I'm saying? I just. <laughs> I wouldn't say that he looked like a sucker. He had a choice, and he took the lesser of two evils. Okay. He, did, he never looked at the fiend, but he was trapped. He had he had right, to right. never go really to the fiend, yeah. or he had to fight. Oh yeah, I, okay. thought that was, I thought that was done very well. Yeah. I thought that he would just finish the fight that you know, mm-hmm. or just step into the world of the completely unknown of what's behind you. He could be carrying a fucking mallet behind him. All he knows. Right. He's like, All right. I'm not even gonna look. I I'll take my words back. What I see, <laughs> right? Yes. What I see, and if he ain't there, fuck it, he ain't there. But if he's there, I, I take he's that carrying back. some shit with him. I can't fight that. <laughs> right, right. I don't know what's behind me, so I'm, I'm just right. gonna go to my front and take care of this right now because this is what I've been dealing with. Okay, exactly. I, I get, I get that. Expression, his expressions. Yes. Off. 
He's like, oh, fuck. I already, he's like, I already know something's behind me. Right, so I don't want to go back there. Okay, And Wyatt is fresh as shit. Right, 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 right. And I thought Randy did the whole moment of bliss so well because you had stupid baby faces who don't realize that the fiend is coming. The whole time he's like, I'm not sitting down. When yeah, he's, he's like, down, where, yeah. is he? where is he? Like, he's right, like, right. I know what yeah. this shit is about. <laughs> yeah, let's let's cut the shit, yo. Let's get all this dirt. Let's get all of let's kill all that five minutes of substance bullshit. Where is he? Where right. he at, yo? I, I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, let let hopefully they write it better than what they did the last time, and it's something more to look forward to. Now, will I mean, they give the fiend the belt? Probably not. I don't know. We'll, and we'll he hasn't been to, that good, and you know, getting title, you know, you know what happens where they don't see where the fiend. I I don't know what happens at that point where they just think that the fiend is just a he's like a, a good heel, but then they can't like stretch it to like be spectacular if that yeah. makes sense on my end i don't know because every match that we've seen him in he's he, you know as, at least title form he's supposed to be like this huge hill and then they it just makes him like the people that he's going against it doesn't like it doesn't give it back to us like like it should be like told to us if, if that if i'm making any sense to you guys Nah, I, yeah. I get what you're talking about, and I don't even know if he is the heel because Randy Orton right. has been oh, the top the heel. Oh, the face! Oh, the yeah. fiend is a face. Oh, the well, fiend okay, is a face. He's a face now, but I mean before he was. His, first, well, his first three weeks, he's battled retribution, and now he's going sure. after Randy Orton. Like yeah. the fiend is a face. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He's a twisted that, that, face. You're right. You're, yeah, that makes yeah. And First speaking of, any, of anyone right. that goes against retribution is just you know they they let, like come on like that's nothing to go against really. Speaking and of retribution, they gave, me, they, gave me, they gave me some screw faces. Sorry, man. They, they gave me some screw faces on the round table when I called that shit right after. I was like, they got a big appetizer to give us before Edge comes back. They gonna mm. give us the beat. They gonna give us the Ray Wyatt. They gonna give us this Bray Wyatt conclusion. I, if Randy's gonna keep the title, I don't know how they get out of that though. With the with him feuding with the Fiend, I would like maybe it's a triple threat with the Fiend, Randy, and McIntyre. Who knows? Not. Wait, the Fiend's booking, you don't understand how they, they this is the Fiend's booking we're talking about. Yeah, the man, that's <laughs> fucking Goldberg. We're going to have a no right. contest. We're going to have a no contest in <laughs> Hell in a Cell. Um, exactly. ret- retribution, go. speaking of the, the highly maligned group, they lost to the Hurt Business in elimination match once again and treating the stable poorly. On uh, the millionth occasion, I said this on the Wrestling Travel podcast that I filmed on Thursday. This is the worst booked stable in professional wrestling history. Yes, I'm going 100 years. I have never, ever heard or seen a stable booked this badly. What are your thoughts on on the latest uh, with the Hurt Business beating Retribution and Mia Yim, or AKA Retaliation or Reckoning, whatever her name is, uh, faking a seizure to get them their only elimination, their only pinfall elimination in the match. Miss Chrissy Love? Um, I said at the beginning of this whole Retribution thing, like, I don't know about it. I'm going to give it, but Jade, you guys kept saying, give it a chance. Just give it a chance. My chances are all gone now. I've given them like several chances. It's, it's, uh, let's just take them all away. Send me and Yim back to NXT. Send them all back to where they were because this right here is not working. It's really not. And to have them, if this is supposed to be a stable and they're supposed to be, they get, they've been squashed every time. Every time. 
What match have they won? I wait. I don't. I don't know. I, I can't Thank even you. tell you. Exactly. You didn't even have to answer it because we didn't. We didn't have any. There was no answer. So therefore, and then poor Mustafa Ali to have him be the the, the leader of this group, the leader of this 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 said faction of foolishness, foolishness. Let's just rip up all the paperwork. No one is behind it. Let's just throw it in the trash. I'm sorry. Go ahead, JJ. You have something to say, obviously. And that's the only reason why I gave this bullshit a shot. Oh, okay, okay. Is because, come on, yo, give me the most obvious reason he is the leader of this fucking crew is to get at Kofi Kingston. Like, I, there's nothing else interesting about this entire faction. Nothing else interesting at all. And you're going to carry on this nonsense. With the hurt business, and then lose to the hurt mm-hmm. business, and then and then where's all your little goonies at? They're all gone. They're all yes, gone. So yes. now, now the faction is just made up of these clowns. It literally is like the 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 the, the face Joker and his clowns that has no personality because Mustafa's whole personality just vanished when he became the leader of Retribution. Like where the fuck is the vignette package attitude at? Where's all of this energy? Where, where's his promo suck? Like they are terrible, and, and then y'all go and lose. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I don't need to do. I don't need to see nothing, nothing nope. from this crew. Like, and we're gonna keep seeing them every Monday, but I don't need to see a goddamn thing from this faction at all. This shit, yo, I said get a chance, boo boo. I said a chance. You did say a chance. That was their fucking chance, and no. I'm like, I had many chances. I am fucking, I don't even want to talk about them on True Hill Heat, because I think we're wasting time on these fuckers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a nice descent descent into utter crap that this has happened. Uh, the, uh-huh. other, the other notes from Monday Night Raw. I love that utter crap. Great, great one, friend. <laughs> the other notes from Monday Night Raw, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, and Sheamus qualified for Team Raw men at Survivor Series. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Lana qualified oh uh, God, for Team Raw women's team. And apparently from Wrestling Observer, they report that Lana going through the table every single week due to Nia Jax is a part of a push to have her become babyface. Yes, she's supposed to be babyface going through the table every week. Gotta love WWE being WWE. Uh, UWN. Go ahead, friend. Go ahead. UWN Primetime Live had a huge title change this week as Serena Deeb pulls an upset over Thunder Rosa to win the NWA Women's Championship. Dave Meltzer then tweeted out after this result that the loss that. after this loss that WWE and AEW were interested in Thunder Rosa. He then later put a a Wrestling Observer message board that he had heard weeks ago that Thunder Rosa was dropping the title so she can go to WWE. However, PW Insider later reported that Rosa is still under contract for a while with NWA, which uh, Billy Corgan, the president of NWA, later confirmed, as well as then Dave Meltzer walked back his uh, claim, apparently. Uh, I also, of course, interviewed Thunder Rosa for True Heels BTR, and we talked about her potentially signing with WWE. She was offered a referee spot around the time that she left uh, Lucha Underground, and uh, she was very much thinking 
thinking about taking it but her husband talked to her and told her that you know they're going to offer you a lot of money but are you going to be happy there's a lot mm -hmm. of things you want to accomplish with her career at the time she wanted to have her first mma fight which she has already had but she also wanted her independence she has her own independent wrestling promotion like we said at the top of the show mission pro wrestling that's all about women's pro wrestling and she's trying to make that self-sufficient that's why she's getting sponsors she's has a show scheduled on november 6th has another show scheduled for december 11th so i said it on wrestling daily with alex mccarthy on wednesday i was highly doubting that she was going to wwe because right. that is the last place you go if you want to have independence in professional wrestling <laughs> so top guy jj you your life away over there exactly what are your thoughts on our her losing the nwa women's championship and what do you think that means for her future I think that's a good thing for her because I think it's it's one of those deals that I think she's become so recognized that she doesn't need to actually carry that title to carry weight. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, in a, in a sense, like with the women's division, it's like they need to hold the title in order to be recognized and to hold some proper weight, especially if they're not very known. Thunder Rosa has become very known. And, and you've given a lot of great insight, honestly. And I don't, I don't give you props a lot, but you gave a lot of good intel on on the Wrestle Talk podcast or Wrestle Travel podcast earlier on, and and it was like you kind of hit it right on the head. It's like it's basically is she's searching for, for the, she's getting that she's looking for the freedom. She's getting the acknowledgement now as a wrestler. She's being recognized for what she is now, and she's a true talent. She can talk. She's got a good character to her. So now she's versatile. She can go to many different areas and then be fully recognized. Now, the current NWA Women's Champion, I had no idea who the hell she was until she held the belt. <laughs> so I think that's a good thing that now she's... And I, I still don't remember her name. And I just saw her, like, an hour ago on Dynamite. Serena like, Deeb, who used right. to be the, the, no the only was. female member of the Straight Edge Society. Right. And I did not remember who that was. And the fact that now, and that she she had a you know whatever showing on Dynamite, but she that was now a good has, match. Yeah, she has a she has a title now, and now she actually has more significance in her matches now. So I think it was good. And now the fact that Thunder Rosa could be in the in the position to to help other women too. God, I pray to God AEW signs her. They need her. Yeah. More they need her more than Jesus. That division is fucking awful. They have to care about women's wrestling, though. Like, they can't just sign her and treat the women like the how they've been treating. That's my main right, criticism yeah. of AEW. Yeah. First they need step to of care. caring about that division, get Brandy off the damn division. Well, that, that's a whole I other mean, subject. Uh, Chrissy Love, any thoughts on Thunder Rosa? Um, I Go where you feel like you have the most say and where you feel like you, you're free to express yourself and do what you need to do WWE is not the place that you need to go sis sorry plain and simple plain yeah. and simple you're going to sign your life away you're going to be like lost in the trenches with all the other ladies that are well most of the ladies she, that are there but other has, than that she has to go somewhere where they will believe in her and where she can have the freedom to do what she needs to do yeah. absolutely I totally agree a, with you there. she has the talent to, to be a big star in yes. WWE she will not be that big star anytime soon the women's WWE roster is way way too stacked right now
Yeah, well, I mean, stacked, I mean it is stacked, but I think that she does provide them something different. Oh, and absolutely. I, and, and I, I did leave yeah, it open. Absolutely. I did leave it open at in on Wrestling Daily because I said, you know, they offered her the referee spot before, but since that time, she has really elevated her value. So it could be a situation like AJ Styles, who only got offered a hundred thousand dollars in oh, God, 2014 God, 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 when he was leaving TNA, and then he goes to New Japan and ROH and becomes a huge star with the bullet club and then yeah. they want to offer him millions of dollars yeah, so don't it could, that, yeah. it could be a situation like that match of the year con match of the year candidates and they fucking offer him a fucking cheesesteak pretty yeah. much yeah but I, I, just i want to ask you actually a question if thunder rosa were to actually even entertain the wwe aspect like where would you see her honestly fit because nxt just stacked the hell out of their division i would see like, her just i would see her fit in the nxt uk because another note that i did mention on the wrestling daily this week is that when i talked to her on about an interview one of her dream matches is mako satamora which mm-hmm. uh that brings us to one of our news items uh I'll talk about that early is that WWE uh, reportedly from Tokyo sports reported this week that WWE is sign is about to sign Mako Satomura and bring her over to NXT UK to be a wrestler and coach. So I could see her definitely if she's, if she wants to uproot her family over to the UK making that move, because that's the one place that would need her as far as like the women's division or even the main roster, the main roster, she brings something totally different from what we have from everybody else on the main roster and a lot of the other matches besides someone like Bianca Belair all the other matches and all the other stars in the women's division have already like kind of played out every single match that we could possibly see in that in that regard how cool would she look how cool would she look interrupting Oscar mm. that would be epic, epic how cool would that be can but, I just know. I'm sorry yeah go go no 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 I, that's all can I, I said. can I just say how disappointing I am I, I was that they didn't even give well they they put like Oscar kind of like on the back burner I want to say who cuz who is she feuding with right now well she's about to versus Sasha Banks at Survivor Series oh, it's the, the champion Survivor Series. Yeah, the champion Survivor versus Series champion season. thing but I'm I'm sorry I just have to say this Shayna Baszler is in the WWE Women's Tag Team division right now so who the hell is she gonna verse on Monday Night Raw? This is true. That's, but this is it, that's that, what I'm that, saying. Like, that woman's division is piss poor, and the only ooh, other person. Yes, it's piss poor. Yes, yeah. it's piss poor. The Monday Night Raw women's division is piss poor out of Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross are the only women that I can see her having good matches with on a consistent no, basis. I, I, I agree with you on the piss poorness because it's like you did the draft. You have this champion. She wasn't even on the, the pay-per-view. She did a pre-show on the last pay-per-view. It's like she's become like an afterthought now. Bro, I got one question. Yep. Where the, where the fuck is Naomi? Yo! She got drafted oh, she, to she, Raw, bro. She, she where had the surgery. fuck is Naomi? She had, she had surgery. She had surgery a couple of weeks ago. We actually brought that up on uh, a couple of weeks ago on True Hill Heat. Uh, our final... Our final what we missed note. We gotta we gotta just finish off with what we missed. Uh, Impact Wrestling had their post Bound for Glory episode, which was highlighted by the unholy wedding between Rosemary and Johnny Bravo. You saw that which, shot? 
Yes, and Bravo was shot to end the show with Tommy Dreamer screaming, No! And now we're going to have a mystery of who shot Bravo. So we've seen who shot JR on Dallas. We've seen who shot Ghost on Power. And now we got who shot Bravo on Impact Wrestling. I'm like, what kind of soap opera joint is this? I'm like, what is... And and I'm not even... I don't watch Impact, but I've seen it online. I'm like, wait, what? So you know how to, like... Look at it. I'm like, what this is, is going this on is, over this here? Is how you grab the people that don't watch Impact? You have to do something outlandish like this. I was like, niggas get shot now. I was like, damn, it's like Telemundo almost. Hey, back to back weeks on Wrestling Daily. I've been asked to talk about Impact Wrestling, so I'm all for it. Hey. Uh, Rich Swan also beat Eric Young to defend the Impact World Title, and Moose and Sammy Callahan with Sham- it can, uh, Ken Shamrock set their sights on the title. So that brings us finally to our top news story. Our top news is all about WWE reportedly having another, another one, another COVID nineteen outbreak at the performance. This is not even giving us even any type uh, of airtime. Well, I only carried this shit because of the tribal chief, but other than that, this shit goes away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have to at this point. Uh, so, according to Wrestling Observer, uh, they reported this week that the details on the situation are few, but right now, uh, the there was an apparent positive test. On this past Friday at the Performance Center, whoever was at the Performance Center at the time was asked to quarantine for contact tracing purposes, whether they tested positive or negative for the virus. Fightful Select then confirmed this report. Uh, they said that NXT regularly holds in-house live events to track how far along the NXT talent are, and that kind of event was held on Friday. Many of those in attendance were the ones asked to quarantine. Those who did not attend were in the dark about uh, rumors of another outbreak and many were asked to come to make noise for Halloween Havoc. It was also noted that uh, several training sessions had also been cancelled at the Performance Center. This news comes right after last week when we talked about uh, WWE being investigated as a virus hotbed in Florida by the Orange County Department of Health. Also, Wrestling Inc. released a report saying that the belief in WWE is that the PC trainees or and or staff sent a formal complaint to Orange County on daily operations and protocols for the virus oh, not being followed. Yes, dry snitching. Mm-hmm. So, what are your guys' overall thoughts on this latest outbreak in <sighs> WWE? I'll start with you, Top Guy JJ. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over. Th- it. Yep. I'm over mm-hmm. it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm honestly tired of talking about it. Like yep. I'm over. It. I am beyond over it. I really don't want to give this too much time. I mm-hmm. think I've expressed mm-hmm. way too much mm-hmm. of how I feel about it. They're the most careless company, the most careless sport, the most careless entity, the most careless billion dollar franchise that does not give a fuck about people. And the fact that we went we went a few podcasts to go from going zero to a hundred and it potentially allowing fans to come in there at full <sighs> capacity. I really don't even want to give them any time a day. Like, I'm done. I'm literally over talking about them. The only reason why I even had their retire on is because of how much I love Roman Reigns. Other than that, they can suck my dick. Like, this is too much. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of them putting lives on the line and not doing anything strict to care about it. This is blasphemy. This is such bullshit that they're such a big company and they don't take the necessary steps to act like they fucking care. Donald Trump And Vince McMahon needs to stop talking for a while because clearly they're having too many conversations because we have two dickheads that don't that one don't care about his country. The other one doesn't care about his fucking company. 
Yep. Like, I'm just over it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry I even took that long. Yep. Because I didn't even want to be fucking done with them. I'm mm -hmm. over them. Mm -hmm. Miss Chrissy Love, what's I have nothing else to say. JJ has said it all, sir. Thank you. Um, we've given this too much light. We've given this too much time. There, hey, all... we got it. We got to talk I about it. It is, is the fourth. It's the fourth outbreak in five months. The the last outbreak, of course, we talked about it was last month in September. Uh, but I feel like we talked about it last week and the week before that. And well, we talked about that. them being investigated. So that's that's my next question for you, Miss Chrissy Love. How do you see this latest outbreak affecting the investigation that is ongoing on WWE? They're gonna get shut down. I'm, I, I told, I said this last week that unfortunately they're going to get shut down. This is this is so bad. Like you guys don't care, and I'm tired of like talking about the same thing. You guys have to put your who are you going to put on TV if you have no one to put on TV? If people are sick, who's going to work for you? If fans can't see the stuff, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? You gotta think before you do full like. Rating, schmating, all that. It's not about that. It's about people's health. You can't give me a show without your performers. You're, if your performers are sick, then we have nothing to go on. Just saying. Vince, you need to get your shit together, sir. You're old and you're stupid and you need to get your shit together. Where is Where are your kids? Where are the people behind? Like, there got to be someone to talk about. Like, we got to have someone that says, sir, boss, we, we need to do better. Like, it got to be someone that got it. Like, we got to... It, I, well, obviously, there's no one there because it's not happening. Obviously, and I that's why we have to dry snitch and, and tell on it. This is a situation where I Ooh. I kind of have to put the heat on Triple H because this is once that again too. at yeah. the Performance Center in NXT. I think everybody's very quick to put the blame on Vizic Man, but Vizic Man stays in his little shell. We know he's in his little bu bubble, but everyone wants to praise Triple H for every good thing and criticize Vizic Man for every bad thing, but this is under Triple H's watch. Like Everybody yeah. wants to tell me when NXT is critically acclaimed and the main roster isn't oh it's triple h it's all triple h it's all triple no. h so this so bad thing about wwe nxt we got to keep that same energy and we got to mm -hmm. put the put the spotlight on triple h that he has to do more for his performers and his staff and personnel there i think that it's probably not going to be good as far as the investigation and wwe is not doing enough to keep their talent and personnel safe at this point they're not they're not they're very careless and, and it's, it's sad it's very very sad i'm sorry all right, so we can get back to more positive things for you guys. I know you. I know you get guys get heated when we talk about that last subject. So we can talk about your favorite time of the week, where we talk about the ratings and what happened and what was the better show on the Wednesday Night Wars between WWE, NXT, and AEW Dynamite. I know everyone at home and watching around on the YouTube world or listening loves when we tell you the ratings and what happened <laughs> on the show. Chrissy Love, you want to hit the drums? So, for week 52 of the Wednesday Night Wars, WWE, NXT with their Halloween Havoc special comes in with... 876,000 viewers 
to AEW Dynamite's 781,000 viewers. Yes, it is. It is. It's like a, a broke clock. It's 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 right twice in a day. And NXT has defeated AEW Dynamite for the first time in I think 10 or 11 weeks or so. Uh, the the Halloween wow. Havoc the Halloween Havoc edition did a 0.25 in the 18 to 49 key demo. So you can't wait for Chris Jericho to tweet about this AEW Dynamite once again <laughs> beat them in the 18 to 49 key demo though with a 0.32 rating. WWE NXT with their Halloween Havoc special was one of the best NXT episodes of yes. the year with the Halloween theme highlighted by Johnny Gargano defeating Damian Priest for the NXT North American Championship, becoming the first How ever long was he champion for like a, a month. Damian Priest has been champion since August. Really? Uh, yep. And oh, Johnny Gargano well, became the first uh, two-time holder of the North American Championship with the help of a Scream Mass Man. Uh, Io Shirai defeated Candice LeRae in a thrilling tables, ladders, and scares match. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated Raquel Gonzalez in a very good powerhouse matchup. Dexter Loomis beat Cameron Grimes in a halfway funny fun uh haunted house of horrors match not so much the second half in my opinion uh pete dunn also returned on this show looking absolutely ripped and turned heel joining pat mcafee's new stable by attacking kyle o'reilly and doing a three-on-one beatdown with danny birch and oni lorkin AEW Dynamite had Kenny Omega defeating Penta L0M in a tremendous TV main event to move on uh, to the finals of the world title eliminator. Will he will finally meet his former tag team partner Hangman Page who defeated Warlow in a hot opener to the show. MJF and Chris Jericho had their town hall meeting featuring Lucha Series. God bless you. Featuring uh, Luchasaurus, Dr. Goat Baker, and the one and the only Eric B. from Wyoming, Eric Bischoff. And that led to a match between the two being set up for full gear with MJF, if he wins, joining the inner circle. Cody Rose defeated Orange Cassidy in a lumberjack match to successfully defend the TNT Championship. Serena Deeb successfully defended the the NWA Women's title one night after winning it against Layla Hurch in a nice matchup, nice little matchup right there for the women's. Sheeta versus Nyla Rose was set up for full gear. Kingston defeated Matt Seidel, and the Young Bucks added the Cody Claws to their AEW tag team titles match by saying they will never compete for the titles if they lose. It wasn't the great promo that Cody Cody yeah, had yeah. Uh, setting that up, though. I will say, so definitely kick it over to you, Miss Chrissy Love. What did you think was the better show this week? Um, I'm definitely gonna give it to the Halloween Havoc. I thoroughly enjoyed Chauncey. She was phenomenal. I even she gave she gave us wardrobe changes. Like, come on, um, the whole whale. I thought she was phenomenal. I enjoyed um, both shows. But I was more glued to the Halloween Havoc of the show. I love the town hall. I thought that was great. I love that the inner circle was like, we really don't want you here. But, you know, we'll fight you. And well, Santana's indifferent. Santana. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> two, two out of two. Okay. They didn't get, a, they didn't get anything from, um, what's your name? Because he was getting ready for a match. So he didn't even give his, his state. So Santana, he's like, but the other two, Sammy Guevara, they were, they were like, no, we don't want you here. But I thought the whole thing was actually very good. I, I thought it was great. I love the whole town hall. 
Um, I wasn't really impressed with the whole um, Young Bucks and FTR promo uh, interview thing. I thought it was okay. I thought, meh, it's okay. Um, uh, the show was not bad. I thought it was good. I enjoyed the Omega and um, the, uh, what's his name? Oh, God. Pentagon. Pentagon. I thought that was a great match. Um, to close out the show, though, mm, okay. I thought the Cassidy and um, Cody match was really good. Um, even though it had all these people that kept going, too much people outside. Too, even though it was the Lumberjack match, right? But, okay, but, but um, I thought Halloween Havoc was much better. I thought NXT did much better. All right. Top the, women did, the women did their thing. Sorry. The women were phenomenal. They closed out the show in a great match. I thought Candice LeRae was going to win. Not, you know. I thought she was really going to win, but she, they did a phenomenal job. Great, great thing. And, and then their Halloween costumes, superb. And shout out to, um, sorry, uh, Escobar, Santana, Jose, Cavera. His outfit was amazing. He did homage to Rey Mysterio, which was great. I know I butchered his whole name, but it's, it's on purpose. Okay, great. I, I, I do realize that. Uh, top guy, JJ, what was the better show for you this week? I don't know, did I just get a f- weird feeling? Like, I was, like, watching AEW, and I was watching both, and, like, first of all, prop the NXT set for Halloween Havoc was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a phenomenal set. But watching AEW, it just felt like the whole episode was flat. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just, it, like, it literally delivered nothing to me. Like, I, I got nothing out of it. Like, I even got somewhat underwhelmed by the Omega and, and, and Penta match because obviously I saw that awesome match that they had in All In and I thought they was going to deliver something close to that and it wasn't even close to that. Like, honestly, AEW was a miss for me this week. Like, it was just a total... And, and, and NXT delivered. Like, I, I just thought that NXT actually was a better show just in totality. Like, from top to bottom like I just I, I I got nothing out of it even I thought this was one of the worst promos with the MJF and inner circle I thought that was flat like I just got almost nothing out of it maybe I was watching it in the wrong hour or something <laughs> but, like they're probably going to deliver next week for, I, I thought that for their pay-per-view I, that's probably what they're going to do like I felt I felt that NXT came to deliver on Wednesday and I think that they actually did I mean that Loomis shit was a little much, you know, a little little much with the zombie crawling all over him and all of that shit. Like, that I was phenomenal. Are you kidding me? Come no, on. she was phenomenal. The, the, but, the, the, uh, whole, the haunted house part was great, but once yes. they got to the arena, that shit was so lame. That shit was awful. I was but like, just, they should have just kept to the haunted house. Yeah. They didn't need to. When, when you took it out of that element, it just took me out of it. No, the house was great. The house was phenomenal. I loved it. Personally, I thought, and I might be biased right now, but I thought the match of the night for both shows was Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. That was a good match, too. No, you're right. Shit. The the women, I told you, the women delivered. Yo, you don't see many hard-hitting women's matches like that. Like, those are two chicks that were just straight no-selling, hitting the shit out of each other. Like, I was like, damn. I said between Sunday and last night, the women were, were on, like, like Raquel, and then of course at the uh, with, with Candice and, and EO. Like, I wish that that you know, wish that they had a few more minutes. I wish that they cut out yeah. a few minutes of the fucking Loomis shit. I don't think that they needed to come back to the arena, they could have gave that all to EO and Candice. Yeah, um, but other than that, like, I mean, I, I, honestly, I, NXT just won, like, NXT just won this one to me. I just didn't, and I didn't even have to think twice about it. I just felt NXT just 
beat they ass this week. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I definitely agree with you as far as the Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. I thought the the haunted house part was fun, but once they got to the arena, it took me out. I definitely disagree with you that AEW fell flat. It was a good show, and I enjoyed Penta versus uh, Kenny Omega. That was probably arguably one of the best matches of the night to me. But I do agree with both of you guys. I'm making unanimous. Halloween Havoc was the better show last night it was one of nxt's best episodes because it didn't even feel like an episode of nxt it felt like a takeover it, it, yeah, it, yeah. They, they set the tone from the very beginning with damian priest having his entrance with the guitar solo poppy being there doing the entrance for eo shirai yeah. that opener between gargano and, Pri- and priest was really a really great matchup i think that shirai versus candice LeRae was the match of the night in my opinion because they just mm-hmm. gave their bodies up and had mm-hmm. some sick bumps especially the finish bump with candace going oh, knee yeah. first yeah. into the ladder bridge was just ridiculous i definitely agree with jj rhea ripley versus raquel gonzalez was the match of the night that exceeded all expectations it wasn't the best match of the night but it was the match that probably your expectations was most exceeded out of everything uh, Omega and Penta, that was just a work rate masterpiece. And they just, those two just have so much charisma. And Omega, with that, Omega yeah. with that entrance just kills me every yes. single That's the best thing about Penny Omega and, right now. And, like, yeah. and him wearing the. And him wearing the AAA title to start the match, the title that he beat Phoenix for, that was a little bit of storytelling. I love the uh, the Canadian Destroyer on the ramp, and then him taking the package power driver, then him almost breaking his arm, then a little cell of his arm for the one ring angel. Kenny Omega is back to telling great stories in the ring, and that was a great TV main event. But I would say... If, if Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez was the mess that exceeded your expectations on, on Halloween Havoc, Hangman Page versus Wardlow was that on AEW. That was just a such a great... AEW is the best when it comes to making the loser look great in defeat. And they made Wardlow look like a beast and a future star. He is just a few... He has future babyface written all over him. Uh, he has the best big man senton that I've seen from anybody since Sean O'Hare. I enjoyed the town hall meeting i think that ortiz was the star of it coming yes. out and saying that he didn't he didn't yeah. like mjf yeah. but mjf was tremendous during this whole segment mjf was the person that kept this whole segment together but ortiz was the star in my opinion i didn't like the lumberjack match all that much i didn't know who was hit who was face who was heel and i felt like this was rushed that orange cassidy shouldn't have probably got this rematch so soon that that time limit draw made him look great and they didn't need to do this so quickly afterwards serena d versus layla hirsch layla hirsch impressed me so much during this match even though it was the usual five six minutes of tv time that the women's division gets which once again dynamite get your shit together with the women's division but layla hirsch looked really good in uh defeat but the the probably the low light of the whole show was the young bucks i i understand them adding stakes but they have just totally botched the build to what should be a dream match and it's making the fans less interested in a match that we've been looking forward to for about five years and that's just sad that's just really really sad halloween havoc definitely wins i would say AEW was a seven out of ten show but halloween havoc was a nine out of ten so i'm not surprised they won in the ratings and i'm not surprised for the first time i think ever it's unanimous for nxt over AEW. 
and I just think that with and that's why I, I I'm just more disappointed with the AEW show, man. Because like when I saw that Young Bucks promo, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this? Like this is pure garbage." Like, like they, they FTR didn't even say much, and their attitudes in it was just phenomenal. And the Young Bucks are just they're and it's like. They're the experts of not doing too much, but they were doing too much. Like, there's too much. Like, it was just... They've, they've done it, too much throughout yeah, this whole it, build. It's like, too much, man. Like, all this extra. And, like, yo, he's fumbling his promo and everything, and he's not, not even letting Nick talk. I'm like, this, this, is just, this is just bad. This just looks bad. Like, you're not heels. Like, you guys are not heels. The Young Bucks are not heels. Stop the shit. The Young Bucks are not heels. They don't have this edge that they're trying to have. Just cut the shit. It doesn't come out right. No, they can have they can have the edge. It's just the wrong time to show it. Like right. they, they chose did. the wrong. They should be massive baby faces going into this match. FTR is the heels, and but Young Bucks should be the baby faces. This was botched from the very beginning when they decided to show heel tendencies. This shouldn't have went down how it went down. Why the stipulation? Why one year later do the exact same stipulation Cody did? Be, because they have bought this build so much that they have to add addict sti- stakes. And if the Young Bucks lose here, this is that's this is just retarded. This should just telegraph yeah. that the Young Bucks is gonna win because the Young. I can't imagine them keeping to the stipulation if the Young Bucks lose. Dude, they are not why, gonna never have another shot at the tag team titles. That's why I have a problem with this whole execution. It's like why why am I getting a mess that I've waited five plus years for? to get a predictable outcome like it's just it's just dumb it's just it's it's not not predictable though because cody didn't lose his tag team his uh because cody lost his match last year it's not predictable and because they've already said they're gonna have trios titles so maybe the young bucks are not gonna get the tag team titles i won't say that it's predictable but it's forced it's definitely forced not even a Trios titles, like that's like, come on, bro, like that's not ins- that's not enticing. Hey, that it is what it is. Halloween Havoc wins in our vote. They win in the ratings. We'll have more on Halloween Havoc as we give you our top five greatest Halloween Havoc matches of all time. After we have the rest of our news, WWE news, John Alba of Spectrum Sports reported that the w- the NBA was looking to start its next season in December. And the Amway Center is where the Orlando Magic play. According to Dave Meltzer, the current contract for WWE and the Amway Center is slated to end on November 24th. However, he reported that both parties have been negotiating for an extension, so it appears possible that WWE might remain at the Amway Center beyond November 24th. 24th date and but the thunderdome would still have to be out of the arena well before the nba's time frame Meltzer went on to say that wwe is also looking for a permanent home where they can store everything pw insider reports on the producers for the hell in a cell matches at the pay-per-view roman reigns versus jay uso was produced by michael ps hayes drew mcintyre versus randy orton was produced by chris parks aka abyss and sasha binks versus bailey was produced by tj wilkins aka tyson kidd and pat buck uh WrestleMania 37 is reportedly likely to be at 20% capacity at Tampa's Raymond James Stadium. Uh, that's some um, good news for anyone who wants to travel there for WrestleMania. No thanks. I'm good. My sentiment is exactly. Uh, Fightful Select reports okay, right. that 
<laughs> that there was a lot of confusion backstage regarding the uh, timing of the title switch with Orton versus McIntyre. While Orton is well liked backstage, he and is known for helping out younger talent over the last year. Wrestlers who spoke with the outlet said that the timing was odd, considering how Orton was well protected from WrestleMania to SummerSlam and then lost to McIntyre and others several times after that. SmackDown ratings took mm-hmm. a huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith Lee, um, yeah. Hey, Keith Lee, Keith Lee is still getting elevated. He's on Team Raw. Pointless shit ever. SmackDown ratings took a huge hit being on FS1 this week uh, with 881,000 viewers, while Raw drew 1.732 million viewers on Monday night. It's the World Series, friend. Well, yeah, it got moved to another station. It's understandable. It's yeah, okay. that, I mean, come on, man. I, I I couldn't even find FS1 on my fucking box. <laughs> uh, I have to watch that shit on Hulu. I have to watch that shit on Hulu. I couldn't find that shit. AEW <laughs> News. Abaddon reported, uh, reportedly suffered an injury during the AEW taping after being struck in the throat. Uh, this follows injuries to Alex Reynolds and Ray Phoenix last week. She is said to be doing okay, though, so we hope her for the best. Joey Janela confirms that he has never had the COVID-19 virus following being pulled from AEW Dynamite last week. Chris Statlander, who's been out with an injury, confirmed that she will be out until June of 2021. Not that good for the AEW's women's division once again. AEW will now be releasing uh, their pay-per-view events on DVD. So that's good news for anyone who missed any of their great shows over the past year. New Japan Pro Wrestling announces that the two-night Wrestle Kingdom 15 event uh, will have a capacity of 20,000 per night at the Tokyo Dome, which would be the most attended wrestling events since the global pandemic so new japan is leading the way when it comes to their restrictions and everything they're doing because they already have fans back in and we've heard no news of anyone testing positive on the roster or from the fans so new japan you get a thumbs up from us they're like the nba well, no, not that. I like the NBA. The NBA don't even have fans back yet. <laughs> well, well, okay, fine. But meaning, like, they're doing events and they 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 did it where where people was not like they had a bubble and everything. They they did it in the right way. That's what I mean. And yeah. and the NBA is probably closer to ROH because ROH is doing it in the similar fashion. They're where they're okay. the bubble. Right, There's no fans in attendance. I'm just saying. Go I'm ahead, just... go ahead, friend. It's all right. <laughs> ROH. <laughs> ROH News, ROH uh, removed Marty Scrawl from their uh, roster page this week. F4W Online reports that Scrawl currently doesn't have a role in ROH and he is no longer involved with creative and there are no plans to use him in the future. However, it was stressed that at this time, Scrawl has not been fired. This follows allegations against him during the Speaking Out movement. And on ROH Pure, Tracy Williams pulled an upset over Jay lethal while jonathan grisham defeated josh woods to set up our finals for next week an announcement for our youtube channel we will be having our review of honor series covering the tournament and the finals hosted by the baby making champ himself the three-time baby making champion ness and the stat king and that's coming soon to the true hill heat youtube channel uh impact wrestling news heath was injured during the call your shot gauntlet at bound for glory 2020 and is said to be doing okay 
though for right now and then finally mlw had a couple of news notes mlw has renewed their tv deal with bn sports the company has also announced an alliance with the international wrestling association of puerto rico and davy boy smith uh boy smith jr's issues with the company have been reportedly been resolved according to pw insider and only problem now is renewing his deal and then the final note from mlw is that they were reportedly and you might want to skip ahead maybe 30 seconds because you might hear a spoiler for mlw fusion they will have appearances by leo rush sean davari and ach on their upcoming restart return to production That's so Finally, yeah, good, good for Leo. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't, the, I don't know about the other guy, but yeah, good for Leo. Good for Leo. I'm happy that he, you know. <laughs> Why are you rolling? Really oh, the, oh, the energy is the exact same for that idiot. Oh, the same energy. That shit Give ACH brother. a chance. Give ACH Yo, a chance. Yo, nah, nah, man. You try to make us all look bad. Like, all of us look bad. Mm-mm. Nah. I've given I've given ACH a chance. Our right. final segment of the show is our top five greatest Halloween Havoc uh, news notes. But actually, we have a final news note here from the one and only condesseer of all reporting. Mr. Romeo Anthony Cologne, he sent us some WWE news just announced. WWE and Bill Simmons are producing a multi-part Netflix documentary on the one. The only Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and it will be one of the highest uh, budgeted Netflix documentaries in history. So, wow, huge news from Romeo. Romeo with breaking news. Romeo, 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 and Romeo. <laughs> so, 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 more, more ball licking to his own self. Absolutely, we're and definitely gonna watch it though. You know it. Uh, our final <laughs> announcement for True Hill Heat 100, another guest that we're going to have on True Hill Heat 100, we're going to be joined by the Wednesday Night Warriors themselves, Chris G and Romeo, to review the Wednesday Night Wars for that week on True Hill Heat 100. So I have to also mention that as well. But finally, we get to our top five greatest Halloween Havoc matches of all time. I know you guys have your thoughts on the Halloween Havoc history. What what are they? We'll we'll start with you, Top Guy JJ. Don't have any. Thank you. Very very insightful. Very insightful. Uh Miss Christy Love. Know, you know what that's called? That's called that's called insight. Insight. Analysis. No. An- analysis. Not at all. Uh, Miss Chrissy Love, you had your thoughts on the Halloween Havoc uh, history or lack thereof to you. Okay, so doing this research, um, I was very underwhelmed because I was like, I don't know what am I supposed to be like grading, especially after last night's show, which was great. I was like, what is what am I doing? What is going on here? And um, they were mostly all of jokes of pay-per-views. Let's just keep it real. I mean, they were a joke of a pay-per-view. They had matches that were good in it, but as a far of a show, it was a joke of a pay-per-view. Um, and uh, it, 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 it's something where it's sad to say because it's a part of the history of wrestling that we love so much. Um, but, you know, we can I can only get good three... From what I was supposed to get. Um, other than that, I appreciate what was given to us. 
However, um, they were um, not very good pay out of all of the pay-per-views that were given to us from all. They're not memorable. I would, I would definitely disagree with you there. Okay. Uh, we Thank have, you we for carrying that. Thank you for carrying that. We have, we have, one, we have, there is definitely one Halloween Havoc worth going out of your way to watch and is actually included on our list twice with two classic matches in WCW history. I would compare, because I, and I'm going to call you guys out, I did not get the same energy when we did our In Your House list. In Your House probably has a more dubious past than Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc is much more memorable than In Your House, in my opinion. It was always, okay, it was always one of the more remembered pay-per-views from WCW, and there was a reason why fans clamored for it to return in name form or in NXT regardless. There's a reason for that, because oh, Halloween no. Havoc has his own history yes it has goofy and sometimes hokey shit that went on with people getting electrocuted and whatnot I but it did have classic theme. matches it did have a great theme and i would say that it has a much better history than in your house wait Ori, are we not going back into the true hill he archives when you made the same announcement when we talked about triple h and Shawn michaels introducing in your house takeover i gave you the same reaction i did not give a fuck it did nothing for me. In your house to me was ass. It was an ass pay-per-view then. They did a decent job reincarnating it, whatever. Halloween Havoc to me was an ass pay-per-view. It did nothing for me ever. If I remember when we get into the matches that we're going to talk about, and two of these matches make this list, you are going to understand why this pay-per-view is as bad as it is. Hey, all of the matches that we have on our list were impressive in their own way coming in at number and if you guys don't prefer to listen to us you can read my article on the top five greatest halloween havoc matches of all time that is up on sports Eda. 100 million one jobs no, no, I, that, you know what the article was actually really good i was really the article is going to be a much better read than our review of these matches hey, i'm telling you that and, right now and the top the top five are the matches that i chose just in different order can, I just, at, can I just say something really really quick i right. just want to say um i don't know how sp does it with twin babies who are not even a year old yet and he's on like 501 podcasts. I must, I wish I can hug him in person because I haven't seen him in months and I haven't seen both you guys in months and I miss you guys so, so much. And I'm just so proud of you because thank you. You, you you're doing something that is just like phenomenal. Um, you have 101 jobs, maybe more, who knows? You might have more stuff underneath the table. Who knows? I don't know. But you are just doing so much, and it's just like, God bless you to do all of this wrestling and all of this stuff because, you know. See, it, it, now, you see, now this is where you get a little bit of the insight. So now you see, this, is, this, is, this man here has actually turned this whole outbreak and this whole pandemic into a blessing. Right, exactly. Because, because this man, I best believe this man has a curfew. Right. This man has a curfew. <laughs> And I bet you his lady is probably going to be coming in at any moment now yes. to be like, right, we have to hurry up. it's yes, over. Yes. It's over. Yes, 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 so yes. he's taken his same work time and has turned it into a fucking basically wrestling his life life. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes, 
Yeah. He's turned so it, it, yeah, it's been nothing but it's been great, man. I've been reading pretty much all the articles and it's been pretty much a phenomenal stuff. I even actually well, I fucking watch wrestling podcasts at at noon. I watched a wrestling I know, podcast with cool. him at, at noon. It was at noon. <laughs> and this man is doing a podcast at mix. And it was live. So this man works from morning to until it is three hours of the night, yeah, right? So, so they so they take shifts, you know. So right. That's yes, right there. They take shifts, so you know. So once I she know. hands off to him, she's got hours for free. So that's you know what? Don't fuck with me. Don't bother me. Don't call me because I left you alone. Now you leave me the fuck alone. Right. Right. She takes care of the day most of the time, and when when they wake up in the middle of the night, I'm the one that has to get up. So so yeah, it makes right. it, it's 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 a it's a even even relationship there. But and I love just, her. Just wanted to give you know like the whole like props and thank you. you. You know, give you yeah, your man. flowers while you're alive. Well, you know? Yes, I said I the same. It. You know, what's funny is that I said the same thing to one of my managers. Actually, one of my bosses. Actually, my mentor. She's actually unfortunately going through the COVID nineteen herself right now. She's actually got hit pretty hard with it. So I sent her a very long, like, powerful message to her, and she just was like, well, I was like, you know, sometimes it's good to to get roses while you can actually still receive them. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, just, just wanted to do that right before we do this whole, like, Halloween Havoc thing, because, you yeah, know, this, is, the, 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 this dialogue is going to be better than this Halloween Havoc shit. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, I got the dialogue here for you guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Edinburgh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that love from both you. of you guys. I appreciate the love. Uh, coming in at number five, we got Sting and Ric Flair teaming up together for like the rarest of times. Oh, that's the uh, rarest that has ever like it's probably happened maybe like one. Uh versus versus <laughs> the team of Terry Funk and Great Muda in a Thunderdome match and before there was the <laughs> virtual have came from <laughs> the virtual uh, fan experience in the Amway Center. It was a match at the first ever Halloween Havoc in 1989. Sting and Ric Flair teaming up together. This followed uh, Ric Flair going one on one with Terry Funk at the Great American Bash 1989. Great Muda came in after the match and attacked Ric Flair, which Sting came in for the save and it set up this tag team match. Great matchup. A lot of great work from all four men who are four of the greatest when it comes to, if you remember the 80s, they were among the greatest in the world. Muda being a legend in Japan. Flair being the greatest world champion of all time. Sting being one of the best baby faces. And Terry Funk is Terry Funk. He's Terry one Funk of the ter- Exactly. Yeah, just say it. Terry Funk is Terry Funk. <laughs> at truth, number bro. four, we got Diamond Dallas Page going one-on-one with Bill Goldberg at Halloween Havoc 1998. This was the main event. And they had the dubious task of... Following Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior at Halloween Havoc 1998, the rematch of WrestleMania 6, which is probably the worst match in Halloween Havoc history. Miss Chrissy Love, you got a comment on this one? Yes. Can we just say that this match got cut off on the pay-per-view? So if you were watching this live, it got cut off because WCW did not tell... Um, the cable network that this was going to go over the time. So people didn't even get to see this live. They had to watch it on Nitro the next night. Exactly. Bro, this is how you know this pay-per-view is shit. That this match made the countdown. And I couldn't think of any other match that could leap this. This is yeah. how bad this pay-per-view is. A match that didn't even finish live. 
yeah. is on the list, and Goldberg is in it. Goldberg is in the top five. Well, this, wow. is, this is one of Goldberg's greatest matches ever. I think, so. I think Goldberg it made the top five, bro. And how many, how many minutes was this match? Because this is like, you know, Goldberg had like five minute matches. Like, he didn't really go long. I think this was about maybe 10, 11 10 minutes. 12. But as yeah. I'm saying, like, these are like one of his like longer matches because, again, Goldberg was in the mall. Like, he was in and out. Like, he wasn't even in the, the match. He wasn't in. He, it took him longer to get to the ring. Being in the ring. What is that saying? What is that saying? He's in the top five of a pay per view. Well, it's saying that DDP. It's saying that DDP is one of the best that WCW ever had, and probably one of the best DDP. DDP. DDP was special. DDP was special. We got to talk about DDP again with number three, DDP going one-on-one with the Macho Man, Randy Savage, at Halloween Havoc 1997, the Las Vegas Sudden Death Match. And I will put it out there, DDP versus Macho Man, Randy Savage is in the top five greatest WCW feuds Matches. of all time. Yeah. This is w- yeah. this is this is the feud that made Diamond Dallas Page a yes. star. Macho yes. Man, they just had a different type of hatred and one of the best feuds in 1997 from any promotion in professional wrestling. Miss Chrissy Love, you got any comments on it? Um, I, I, to- I, I agree with you all the way there. Like, this made Diamond Dallas Page a star. He was a star. This made him a star. Macho Man already had his name. He was already, in- like, he's already, like, he's made himself. He put Diamond Dallas Page, and Diamond Dallas Page was, a- it made him a, like, who Diamond Dallas Page is. It made you, like, look at him more. That, like, that pay-per-view, yeah. I guess 97 was one of the better of the Halloween Havocs, I guess, or one of the matches from that card. But it made Diamond Dallas Page. That feud was amazing. Like, Macho Man didn't really have to, like, do... Like, Macho Man was Macho Man. We don't even have to really speak about him. But Diamond Dallas Page, I think it elevated him to another level. Yeah, spoiler alert. 1997, to me, hands down, not even close to the best Halloween Havoc. It's not even close. It's, it's the go. It's the go. It's, it's the, the go. go. Halloween I would I would even put it up against what we saw last night from NXT because even even though the main event is if you skip the main event you'll be totally fine and you would put this among the greatest pay per views ever from any promotion but the main event was awful with Roddy Roddy Piper and if I'm wrong on this one I (laughs) I also believe that this was the last storyline that the Macho Man put one thousand percent effort into yeah. This Probably was yeah. it. This was the this was the swan song of the passion storylines that carried for months. Mm-hmm. Probably so. Package, for sure. package alone was just like, like oh, this is when packages. My God. Were- I was watching WCW Hard Body during that just for them too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number two, we have to go back to 1993 Halloween Havoc for the second ever year of Spin the Wheel. Make the deal as the main event was WCW Heavyweight Champion Big Van Vader going one-on-one with Cactus Jack. This followed, this followed when Vader laid out Cactus Jack, powerbombing him on Con Creek, which gave Mick Foley amnesia in the Lost in Cleveland segments, which be- less said about that, the better. But this match was pure mayhem. It was a chaotic brawl all around the ringside area. The famous backwards bump that Cactus Jack took with Vader landing on him only almost nearly ended his career but uh, I right, think that right. the only wow. reason why 
this comes in number two and not number one was it kind of had a dubious finish. But what was your thoughts on this match, uh, Top Guy JJ? You had this at your number two. Uh, this, this here was the first match of just pure brutality that I've ever seen. Like, I'm used to, like, good wrestling fights. I'm used to, like, stories where, you know, back, I'm, I was a big WWF fan back then. So I'm watching the Hulk Hogan's and I'm watching uh, the, the Sid Justices, the Undertakers. And this shit here was just fucking violent. This was just, I was like, what What did I just watch? And I'm 10 mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. 10, 11 years old. Like, what, what is it? Did, this is real. Like, I thought this man was going to die. I thought Cactus Jack <laughs> was going to literally die in this match. And it ties into that magical, magical, magical promo that Mankind did when he entered the WWF to Jim Ross about, do you think I like this? Do you think I enjoy this? I hate this. <laughs> like, it, it was like, you could just see, like, Cactus was a special breed and mm-hmm. a different a different special. Vader was a monster in the ring. Like for somebody, he was the pioneer. Uh, him and Bam Bam Bigelow were the two pioneers, I think, of the big men that could just do everything. Yeah. I agree yeah, with that. I love that. Was it was just, right there. So so I I so the, the ending to me was less memorable than just seeing what they went through in this match. But Agreed. yeah, this was a classic, man. And then listen, the, the, as you're gonna say, that number one, man, number one is number one for a fucking reason. Number one is the greatest Halloween Havoc match of all time. But like I said in my article for Sports Kita, it may be the greatest WCW match of all time. Rey Mysterio going one on one with Eddie Guerrero, title versus mask for the Cruiserweight Championship at once again the GOAT Halloween Havoc of 1997 in Las Vegas. This matchup was insane it's innovative it's high risk meets technical prowess meets eddie beating the crap out of out of uh ray and it just proved the chemistry the once in a lifetime type of chemistry that eddie guerrero and ray mysterio had this is 14 minutes of nearly flawless flawless professional wrestling and it, even if you watched it in 2020 you would think that it was two performers that were performing today i can i would put this on last night's Thank halloween havoc show that. and it would have been by far the best match of the night i would not Absolutely. even tell you that kenny omega and pentagon uh could compete with that because <laughs> this was this was, was near per- perfection absolutely timeless is the gr- best word for it any thoughts from you too christy love um, was this their first time meeting each other? No. No, okay. But this is one of many of them meeting. And it's just like, they just like set the bar each time, I, I want to say. And, and, it's, and it's, it's a reason why people um, pay homage to Rey Mysterio's outfit from that show. We've seen it already. Like we've, you, it, it's, it's a reason because that match was just like, it was a trendsetter. It set the bar so high. And these two told the, 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 they told stories every time they met each other. And it just, it just was something that happened. And it was 97, like 97, like, come on. Like, again, we were watching both shows. Like, we're not like, we're kids. Like, we're in the problem. They're just doing these things. His, his mask get ripped. Like, just being a kid at that time, my God. Like, kids will never understand what we've seen back then 
we can only just tell them stories, but they, I mean, they can go watch it and see, but living in that moment, you'll never get that back. You can't, you, you can't get those, those moments back because it's by far, like, like you said, it's the goat. It's, it's, it's that the, it's that bar is set so high for a reason. And those two, their chemistry impeccable. Great description of it. Top guy, JJ. I mean, now, this is one of those occasions where you know that WWE actually did their homework when they actually got these two on board because they gave these guys a rivalry for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. Like, they gave them a rivalry that fucking that went years. And you ever watch something and you're watching a match and you realize that you're, again, like how we watch with Cactus Invader, mm-hmm. you're watching something that you're not used to seeing. Like, you're not used to seeing this level of athleticism, this level of ring chemistry, and it just looks odd. It just doesn't look normal. Like, it doesn't look like it's something that you're used to seeing. And they just made it look so damn effortless. Like, Mm -hmm. these two delivered literally a masterpiece in WCW. Yeah. And this was one of the most underappreciated matches for the better part of a decade and a half. Because then once people started to pay back this match and started to look back at this, then started to realize how amazing their chemistry was because people weren't heavy on the cruiserweight division. Yeah. So yeah. now that, that fact yeah. that the cruiserweight division started to elevate and get a lot of love, now they went back at the pioneers of the cruiserweight division and saw these two and was like, holy fuck, they actually had a match like this in 1997? Like, it, it, it's one of those matches that you don't even realize that you saw it until you probably see it again. Like, you have to watch this match more than once. If you've ever seen this match one time, you've done yourself a severe injustice because you probably saw it when it first happened. This, this, this match, this, this was special. This would this is finally it's kind of like when you saw like Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho start to break into the business. They had, as you said, Chrissy, they had the bar that was created by these two to start mm-hmm. to see the, 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 the Dean Malenko's, the Chris Jericho's, the Juventud Guerrero's, like all of these guys, even Chavo, when he started to break in, you started to see all the lightweight start to really like, yo, we can do this. We can do this. Yeah, I loved it. It was amazing. Couldn't say it better myself. So that brings us to the end of True Heel Heat 98. This is a plug for our lineup on the YouTube channel. We have our Impact Bound for Glory 2020, as well as WWE Hell in a Cell 2020 pay-per-view roundtable reviews up on the channel right now. Last week's AE recap, as well as w- uh, Wednesday Night Warriors, Dark Power, J News Japan, and True Rewind are all up on the channel right now. And all new... Uh, a recap Wednesday Night Warriors Dark Power and True Rewind will be up this weekend and next week and also a very special interview for True Heels BTR Between the Ropes with Red Velvet of AEW very inspiring interview that I had with her will be up on the channel this week as well and as always you guys can check 
check me out if you want to see me solo on a wednesday live you can talk to us in the comment section and on the live chat on wrestle talks uh wrestle to youtube channel with alex mccarthy on wrestling daily and you can check out the last episode i was on as we discuss wwe's covid outbreak thunder rosa's future and whether charlotte flair is overrated or not and plus a lot lot more with with uh alex mccarthy i know chris g and romeo they enjoyed that one they were in the live chat up there chrissy love where can they find you online uh, i'm this session with chrissy love uh you can find me on ig twitter and on facebook sensational miss chrissy love underscore or chrissy love underscore or just crystal lynch top guy jj uh, Instagram, you can find me at Trujillo underscore Top Guy JJ. At Facebook, you can simply find me at Justin Johnson. I think I'm on Twitter somewhere, but I never use it. So, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. we'll, one day, one day we'll get you on there. Uh, you, you can find the True Heels on Facebook for our group page. You can find True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our promotion partners battle club pro warrior wrestling you can find them on facebook twitter and instagram as well as our good friends at uncanny attractions on twitter and instagram our good friends over at wrestling travel as well as mission pro wrestling you can find them on facebook twitter and instagram as well of course you can subscribe to the youtube channel hit the i card down at the bottom to subscribe and the bell to stay uh -oh. notified you want to come on Yes, she, please. Yes, Come yes. On. Don't be Yay. 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 TV time. Yeah. Yes. Look how classy she loves. Oh, she loves her shine. Bro, don't be denying Harlem her shine. Oh, she, she hi, her shine on. So we got to give her her shine. <laughs> That's right. She's That's right. She's trying Absolutely. to. She's trying to grab the. Grab the she, mic. She, yeah, she need daddy. She telling daddy to hurry up and wrap this up. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. She's like, wrap it up. It's over. All right. So, but finally, you can find us. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channels for Battle Club Pro, Warrior Wrestling, yeah, Mission Pro Wrestling. <laughs> My battery is dying. And of course, Wrestle 2. They're about to hit 30K. And you can listen to True Hill Heat on all your audio platforms. So, for the princess of all the True Hills, Miss Chrissy Love. Yes. Or our resident True Hill alcoholic top guy JJ. Vote. Please. Yes. Please vote. Please vote. It is me. It is me. It is Harley P. And Harley it is S. Yes. <laughs> we are signing off for True Hill Heat 98. Until next time. Peace. Bye. <laughs>